Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. You guys did pretty good. Look, there are a ton of people gone for this holiday weekend out camping, one last vacation before the summer's over. So you got to pull your weight this morning. Let's try one more time. Good morning. Oh, I think we can make do with that. That will work just fine. It's great to have you here today because we're going to have an amazing worship experience. Amen. God is here. He's going to do some great things. If you're a guest with us today, my name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here, and we are so blessed to have you here today. Before you leave our church uh, at the end of service, we would love for you to step into our foyer. We've got some gifts we would love to put into your hands and get to know you a little bit as well. So make sure you stop out there before you leave. We do services a little bit differently here, and you can give at the end of service. We have a giving box in our foyer. We'll pray over the offering, dismiss you, and you can give at that time. Well, we have a couple of announcements to share with you this morning. Uh, How many of you picked up a bulletin when you came in? All right, well, follow along with me. We're going to highlight just a few things on there. Uh, First off, women's Bible study starts next Saturday at 9 a.m. right here at Hillside. Ladies, we'd love for you to come out and be a part of the ladies' Bible study. And then, does anybody know what next Sunday is? Thank you. Oh, man, I was like, I was a little bit worried there. We're going to eat breakfast next Sunday. How come no one is excited about eating breakfast? Listen, have you read your Bible? Jesus is always eating food with the disciples. It was a good thing. So come next Sunday at 9 a.m. We're going to have a phenomenal time. We're going to do Hawaiian French toast. Uh, We've got some egg bakes going on. We've got fruit. We've got some other things. A great time of fellowship. And then we're going to have a very special time of worship together and a message downstairs in our lower level. So if you come up here, you'll be by yourself. All right. So everything is downstairs in the lower level. But who's coming to breakfast next week? Okay. Come on, guys. Who's coming to breakfast next week? All right. It's going to be fantastic. 
Uh, And then let's not forget Saturday, September 17th, a big day for Hillside because we are serving our city at September Fest. And you might be asking yourself, how can you help? Well, we've got some details for you today. Uh, We need people all day long. Starting at 6.30 a.m., our city would love some help putting up barriers, trash cans, and signage downtown. So just show up downtown, say you're there to serve, they will put you to work, uh, and so that would be extremely helpful. At 7.30 a.m., we need some people here, and we definitely need some pickup trucks or trailers because we're basically taking almost everything that we do at different locations that day to work. We're doing a kids' carnival area, uh, and we're also going to be doing a yard game in Nine Square and Inflatables area. And so we've got two shifts, 9 a.m. to noon and then noon to 4 p.m. That would be great. So someone doesn't have to stay out there all day uh, in the sun. We'd like to split up the workload. So if you could help us with that. And then, of course, uh, the most important part of the day is the cleanup when everybody's tired. And I think that's a picture of Robbie loading that. Uh, I don't know. It looks like him. Uh, so, Rob, you're coming next week, right? Yes, I think Robbie should be in charge of load up. I mean, he, does, he works for UPS. He knows how to put all those boxes in there. Uh, we got to bring all that stuff back to church at 4 p.m. Uh, and so would you please consider coming out and helping us on the 17th? There's sign-up sheets in the foyer. Uh, if you'd be willing to help, that'd be great. And we need help for breakfast as well. If you'd be willing to help us uh, next, next Sunday morning, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer as well. I'm really excited about one thing that's coming to Wednesday night's here at Hillside Assembly starting October 21st is we have the privilege to bring in The Chosen. Has anybody watched The Chosen yet? The Chosen is amazing. It's the first ever multi-season series about the life of Jesus. And uh, we've got a trailer to show you this morning. Throw this down for a catch. Uh, I don't have a quarter with you, teacher. We've been doing this all night. Nothing. September 21st, night for four well. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Now, it is the first Sunday of the month, and do you know what that means? BGMC. Oh, BGMC and mission. So if you brought your BGMC buddy barrel, uh, you can give that in the foyer. But this morning, for Mission Sunday, we get to do a live interview. So I'm going to ask my new good friend, Emma Lurvey, would you come and join me on the platform this morning? Can you guys welcome Emma? Well, awesome. It's great to have Emma here and some college students too uh, from, uh, from Ripon College and His House Ministry. Uh, so Emma, just share a little bit with us about you. Where are how your journey has has gotten you here? Uh, well, I'm Emma Lurvie. I'm from Ripon. Um, I have really enjoyed volunteering over the years. I've been a Christian for about 25 years. For um, nine, I volunteered with youth, um, with middle and high schoolers, and really enjoyed that. And then um, in recent years, have been working with young adults and now have the opportunity to do it full-time, which is so exciting for me. So very cool. So how did you end up connecting uh, with Luke and with his house in Ripon College? So this year I had started um, pursuing an online degree in ministry and had talked with my pastor over um, in Berlin at River Shores 
um, about school and about different um, questions about um, a mentoring relationship that I was in. And um, when an opening became available at his house, um, Pastor Casey recommended me for the opening and Luke sent me an email and it seemed out of the blue and was obviously um, God working and inviting me into ministry. So very cool. So you're going to be full time at Ripon College. Uh, now, some people that are here today may not be familiar with what His House is. So could you explain to us what His House ministry is and what role you'll have as a campus minister? Sure. So um, His House Christian Fellowship was um, founded in 2001. We've been at Ripon College since 2012. Um, our mission is to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ through the next generation by engaging the lost and discipling believers on college campuses. So what that looks like practically is um, we share the good news of Jesus through large group meetings, small group meetings, one-on-one -on -one discipleship, outreach events, service projects, um, just making friends on campus, being kind, um, just being a presence and, and sharing Jesus. Well, awesome. And uh, I used to be a campus missionary as well. I was a part of Chi Alpha. And so definitely my heart uh, is for campus missions. I love campus missions. Uh, I also know that there's a lot of challenges. Uh, I remember my first year going to the college campus, brand new, never done college ministry before. It's a, it's a big change, a big transformation. Um, what are some of the challenges that, that you've already experienced just off the bat, some things that you're being stretched in? Yeah, I think it's um, been very interesting for me to um, just kind of get into the culture of Ripon College and the dynamics. Um, uh, my experience had been mainly in churches and kind of hosting in that way, and this is more being a guest, sharing Jesus as a guest at the campus, so that's been different and exciting and a learning experience. Awesome. And uh, how's your fundraising going? Because this is your first time being a missionary, correct? So yeah. how's, how's the fundraising going? Where's your support level at? Yep, so this has been, I've never raised support before, so the, I've been um, raising for about two months, and it's been great visiting a lot of um, great Christian people who are encouraging me. Um, right now, I'm at 93%, which is excellent, and um, just I'm just really impressed by how God has provided through um, people over just a short period of time. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, you're new here to Ripon, and if, for those of you who don't know, we have had a partnership with his house Luke, how many years has it been? It's five, six? So almost seven then. Um, it has been a tremendous, tremendous partnership uh, on both sides. Uh, we give them mastery. I think they've had a couple of events as well. Uh, some of our Kayla is here, and she is dynamically serving in our church as well. Uh, and so it has been a real great partnership. We want to see that partnership continue, and we're glad to be able to partner with you this morning, Emma. I'm going to ask Michaela if she would come up, because we have a few things we'd like to give you uh, to welcome you to Ripon and get your ministry started off hopefully well. Uh, and so we've got three things that we'd like to present to you uh, this morning. Cool. So, so uh, we got you a plant, um, and you might go, a so plant? Cute. What's that? Uh, because we want to see our relationship and partnership with you grow uh, over your time here. Uh, I am, don't have a green thumb. I hope you do. And if it dies, it's okay. That's not a sign of what will happen with our relationship with you. Uh, but there's instructions. I made sure that oh, they got, okay, I got good. one that had instructions on how to take care of it. Uh, and then we've got keys. And so oh, we want to be able to provide an office space for you. Uh, and so you have keys to our building and to our, our offices so that you can come and print things, do meetings here. Um, we'd really want this to be a place where you feel comfortable, where you can get away and be supported. 
And then finally, what we'd like to do this morning is I remember the first year of being uh, a campus missionary, and uh, an individual came up to me and said, uh, you know, the first year is tough when you're switching to, to missions, and we really wanted to, you to be able to focus on your, your ministry, and they were able to fund us. They were willing to fund us for our first year, and uh, we know that you're so close to being done, so we just wanted to take care of the rest of it, and so you're fully funded for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> Because Thank of these people's so great heart towards missions and them giving to missions, you're funded and you're ready to go, and we believe in you, and we believe in the ministry at the college. And so, uh, come on, church, is that not good? Thank you so Isn't much. it awesome serving Such Jesus? Such an encouragement. Uh, so what we'd like to do is I'd like to invite Luke and our college students uh, to come up. We're going to pray for you this morning because uh, we believe in the, the ministry of his house and our college students. We'll go right down here on the floor. I'm going to ask my board and Jackie if you'd join us as well, and my wife. Uh, we want to pray a blessing uh, over you guys this year as the year starts. Church, can we do this? We're going to worship right after this. Let's stand to our feet, and if you'd stretch out a hand this morning. Lord, we thank you for powerful partnerships. Lord, your word in the New Testament shows us the power of partnerships. Lord, with you first and foremost, but then with others. Lord, we do not have to do this on our own. And Lord, we are so grateful for Luke and Emma, Lord, to take up the calling that you placed on their life to pour in to our college students. Lord, both those that are homegrown here in Ripon and those that have traveled and, and have made this their home for the school year. Lord, we pray a blessing over them. Lord, for Emma's first year, we pray that, God, it would be a year of igniting, that there would be fresh fire, fresh vision. Uh, Lord, it can seem a little overwhelming, but, Lord, we pray that you would guide her every step of the way. We pray for amazing relationships to be forged this year at his house with college students, with college staff, and, and with others, Lord God. We pray for an awesome year of ministry, a year of blessing for them. Lord, I pray for Luke. Uh, Lord, it has been many years that he has taken on this mission. And Lord, I pray for refreshing for him. I pray for fresh fire. Uh, Lord, we pray over him and his wife, Lord, as they have taken on this undertaking that you would guide them every step of the way. And we pray a blessing over his kids as well. Lord, we thank you for great partners like this. And we thank you. We can come to your house to, to glorify you and to bless each other. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Church, can we give these guys a hand clap one more time? Thank you for your faithful giving to missions. Uh, we're excited about what God is doing. We're making an impact here locally, globally, uh, and in our region as well. And I am excited for the things that God is doing. How about you? Let's keep giving, let's keep serving, and let's keep worshiping the King. And with that, Robbie, would you lead us this morning in a time of worship? Do it louder, can't we? Two, three. Hallelujah. Need to raise a hallelujah to the Lord. No matter what you face this week, God's going to give us victory. Let's sing it together. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies, and I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. 
right for me. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the King is alive. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. With everything inside of me. With everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah, raise a hallelujah, and I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah, I raise a hallelujah, in the middle of the mystery. I raise a I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing. Lord, we sing it out in faith. Louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. Sing it again. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. Now repeat this after me. Sing a little louder. 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 In the presence of my enemies, sing a little louder, louder than the unbelief, sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody, sing a little louder, and heaven comes to fight for me, sing a little louder, in the presence of my enemies, sing a little louder. Louder than is a memory. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. Come on, sing it out again. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing. Come on, raise it up to the Lord. Louder and louder. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. 
death is defeated, the King is alive. I raise a hallelujah. 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 I raise a Just give him your praise. Open your mouth and worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we exalt you this morning. We say, Holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. God, you are great. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. God, your presence is here. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Come on, let's sing that again. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. He is high and lifted up. Sing holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is. creation I sing praise to the King of Kings you are my everything and I will adore you he is clothed in rainbows Clothed in rainbows of living color, flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. Blessing and honor, strength and glory and power be. All power and glory and honor belong to you. creation I sing praise to the King of Kings you are my everything and I will 
filled with wonder, awestruck wonder at the mention of your name. And that name is Jesus. Jesus, your name, his name is power, breath and living water. Such a marvelous mystery. Worship him on your own as we play it. Hallelujah. Oh, I lift you up, Jesus. Great and mighty is your name. to our hearts, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to sing a, a simple little melody. Let it rain. Let it rain. Last week, Pastor Eric shared a message. I hear the sound of rain. And as he read that scripture verse, it started to rain outside. <laughs> God's doing great things in this community. And I'm so much looking forward to the 17th. We're going to be a friend to this community. And as we sing this little Be Your Prayer, for it, just move in people heaven's gates and pray for his reign. Let it rain, let it rain, and open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates. 
to hearts that are whole, hearts that are healed. God, restore relationships, restore marriages. God, bring healing, bring hope to those that are discouraged. God, let the rain of your spirit just fall in this city. Glory to your name. falls it won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph and my God will never fail my God will never fail my God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you. Do you believe it? I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. in the mighty name of God. Yes, there is. I'm not back every war. He wages, he will win. I'm not backing down. 
No, I'm not backing down from any giant Cause I know how this story We know how this story ends Sing it again We know how this story I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs. Sing it again. To you, Lord. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, bridge with me you take you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good come on let's declare that sing it again you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good sing it one last time you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good i'm gonna see i'm gonna see a victory i'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs Keep on singing that chorus. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see a victory.
we thank you this morning into the preaching of your word and for Kids Church. God, I know that you want to see a victory in and through our life. Lord, we pray this morning for those needs in this place that need to be met. Lord, sometimes you ask us to do things, to step out in obedience, to see your, your partnership with us, and, and, and you move in powerful ways as we are obedient to you. And Lord, if there is something that we need to do today, speak it to our heart, make it clear to us what you're asking of us. And Lord, there are times in our life where we are up against the rope. We are up against the Red Sea. We are in a pit of hungry lions. And there is nothing that we can do to fix the problem. But we have a God who is capable of stepping into any situation, any problem, and finding a way out. Making a way where there is no way. Lord, I pray this morning for your people that, Lord, you would light the way that they are to go. You would give them direction and you would show up in powerful ways in their life. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who we can trust. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, Amen. 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 You can be seated this morning. And to remind us what time it is. Well, good morning, and do you know what time it is? Well, that's right, it's time for Kids Church. So if all our kiddos want to get up on their feet and head to the back doors there in the center, that's where Miss Jackie is, it is time to go downstairs for Kids Church. Let's give our kids a cheer this morning. Woo! I'll see you kiddos down there. Bye! Well, Emma, Jeb almost did the interview this morning with you. I, I talked him out of it. I, I asked him to do a couple other projects for us. So uh, what a great time of worship this morning. Amen? Amen. It was just good. Robbie, worship team, great job. Robbie uh, talked a little bit about last week's uh, message. What a powerful time in God's presence last week when we read that line right out of Scripture. Uh, it sounds like rushing rain. And at that exact moment, the heavens opened and we could hear the rain hitting the roof. Uh, someone reminded me earlier, or said to me uh, earlier this the week, they're like, Pastor, I'm glad the name, title of your message last week was, I hear the rain. And it wasn't, I feel the flames, because the church would have burnt down. Um, but I'm excited today. We're going to have some fun with our message today. Are you ready for the word? Now, I grew up in a military family. Did anybody else uh, serve in the military or grow up in a military family? Just, just raise your hand. All right, a couple of us. All right, so I, I love military things. I, I love watching uh, military programs, you know, about, especially Air Force. I, I just, I, I love the military aircraft. And I uh, went to EAA uh, for the first time this year uh, and on Wednesday and watched the, the day show and the night show. And they had the F-35, which was incredible. And, and I just love the military. One thing about military is they like to name their operations. When they have a mission, they come up with a name. And I thought it would be fun this morning just to share a highlight of, of a couple mission names that, that were cool. So here are a couple military operation names. Operation Overlord. 
This happened in 1944. The Allied invasion of France on D-Day may have been the best-kept secret in military history right up until the landing on June 6, 1944. The outcome of the war in Europe was essentially settled that day, even though fighting with Germany carried on until 1945. One that you might be more familiar with is Operation Desert Storm. How do you remember that, Operation Desert Storm? Absolutely. Back in 1990, Saddam Hussein, Iraqi... Followed by Operation Hussein, uh, which claims there are some that just didn't quite add up. There's some, there's some funny ones. So, like Operation Red Bean. I'm not sure what that was, but that was an operation that the military carried out. Or Operation Unicorn. I, I don't know if we were just running out of names, but my favorite one out of all of them, the, the, the miss of operational names. I think that the guy who was, who was coming up with this plan and had to name this must have been in the process of an eating an ice cream cone because halfway through, it just fizzled out. And that was Operation Dragon Blank. Like halfway through, he was like, it could have been Dragon Fang, Dragon Flame, Dragon Tail, Dragon Head. Any of those are kind of cool, but Dragon Blank. I'm like, I'm not sure what happened there, but it went through and that was a military operation. If we took today's passage of scripture and gave it a military operation name, I think we would call it Operation Supersize It. And so we're going to jump into two passages of scriptures here that tell the same same story, uh, and then we're going to take it apart, and we're going to do it kind of in a military fashion today, uh, and look at it from kind of a military standpoint of how you would execute uh, this passage of scripture. So let's take a look. We're going to start in Matthew 14, 13 through 21. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, however, they do not need to go away. Give them something to eat. We have, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring, bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate, and they were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate ate that day was about 5,000 men besides women and children. Now let's look at it from John's perspective in John chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far side or the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I'm really glad that Jesus knows what he's doing. How about you? When we don't have a clue, Jesus knows what he's doing. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of the disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. 
Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had, when they had, had, when they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by operational lens. To do in this past in our life, we need to identify the need, the problem, or the objective at hand. In today's life, things get so busy, so complicated, things move so quickly that sometimes we're moving so fast, we just we feel like we're running out of breath. We got to take a moment to prioritize our life. And anytime that we find ourselves in a situation, we need to identify what the true problem, what the true need is, what the true objective is. Because otherwise, we're wasting our time and energy and talents on things that really don't matter and aren't going to produce the fruit that God wants to produce in your life. Here we see that Jesus and his disciples, they, they had been doing ministry. And this large crowd had followed them uh, to this place kind of out in the country. Let me put it into perspective for you, because maybe you're looking at this going, I just don't see why this is such a big deal. Well, imagine if we put it into perspective for us who live in this area. Lambeau Field holds about 81,500 people on game day. Now, imagine if after the Packers' next home game, they decided, hey, everybody, we're going to Ripon. You guys can all come with us. And let's just say that half of those people come. Let's say 40,000 people come with the Packers to Ripon to hang out on Sunday afternoon right here in our city. Now, we average around 8,000 people that live in Ripon. So we could probably handle 2,000 people, but 40,000 people, where are we going to feed them? Poor Culver's, man. They're going to have a meltdown. I mean, 40,000 people show up. Webster's, there's going to be rioting and Webster's going on. And the shelves will be cleared. Imagine the, the weight that that would put on our community to have that many people show up. That's what we're dealing with here. Is all of a sudden there is this giant influx to, to a place that cannot support these people. And these people have been there all day long. And I know one thing, when people are tired and when people are hungry, it does not go well for the ministers. All right? That's why you don't have an annual business meeting. You don't like, hey, let's all fast before the annual business meeting. That is a sign of disaster. All right? Make sure everybody eats and then you have an annual business meeting. That's the way that that works. So the problem here is that you have people who are in need of physical nourishment. And Jesus understood a great principle. If you meet someone's physical need, it opens the door to speak to them about spiritual truths. And sometimes what the church forgets is that fact. And we want to push spiritual truth without earning a relationship with people. God says, serve them. Jesus said, don't send them away. Let's meet the need. Let's serve. This morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and he wants you to identify your need, your problem and objective in your life today. Because once you 
identify that need, that problem, that objective, you can begin to formulate a solution and come up with a game plan. So what's the first step in coming up with a game plan? Well, that's number two in our message today. Inventory your resources. That's exactly what they did. They had to determine what they had on hand and what they did not. What's the possible and what's the impossible? Because in the scripture it says, Jesus said, we shall, uh, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test them, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. But Phillips answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. They did not have the financial resources in their ministry pool to go, let's just buy everybody a hamburger at Culver's. That wasn't there. That resource was not available. So the answer was, we can't just buy our way out of this problem. We can't just, we can't just use, use, use this. We, we, we lack the resource to be able to do something. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. And probably over the last, continually looking for what, look at what I don't have. Look what I don't have. And we become transfixed and focused on that. When God wants us to look at what he's already put in your hands. Because what you think is so little in your hands, God might be saying that out of that, I'm going to supply the answer that you need. We've got to be good stewards with what God has put into our hands. And what you think might seem insignificant and small. When Simon Peter's Andrew spoke up, Simon Peter's brother Andrew spoke up, he's like, well, here's a boy, uh, and he's got a happy meal. How about that, Jesus? What was he doing? He was looking in his inventory. Let's take stock of what we've got. This, this boy's mom probably packed him a sack lunch for the day. He shows up with his lunch, table, or lunch pail, and Andrew goes, Hey, hey, would, have you met my friend Jesus? I, I'm wondering if you, maybe you'd be willing to share your lunch with him. Like, can we go talk to him for a minute? Now remember, Jesus already knew what he was going to do. The boy shows up. i got to believe Jesus was smiling ear to ear. Like, all right. You found what you've already got. Now we're going to do something cool with it. And look, this is a biblical principle. It's absolutely in the Bible. Look at just a couple of examples. Moses, what did he have in his hand? A staff. What did God use to help him lead Israel and confront Egypt? A staff. It was already in his hand. David shows up on the battlefield. He doesn't have armor, sword, any of that stuff. What's he got? A sling. And when, when Saul goes to him and goes, hey, let's put all this stuff on you. Let's put this armor on you. Let's, let's give you a sword. Let's do all this. And he looked like a fool because the armor was too big for him probably. And he's just clunking around. He's like, no, 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 no. God's already put in my hand what I need to have the victory. I just need to find a stream that's got some smooth stones in it because I already got the sling. Samson uses a donkey jawbone to slay Philistines by the hundreds. Seems insignificant. Can I tell you what we see as insignificant? The Lord sees as an opportunity to do something great in and through your life. I want this to be clear. You are not insignificant this morning. 
And what God has already equipped you with is not insignificant. You know what it is? It's blessed. It's blessed. Stop looking at what you don't have and start thanking God for what he has put in your hands. Because what's in your hands, blessed by God, is the best thing you could ever have. It's the best thing you could ever have. Don't think it's insignificant, because it's not. Number three, distribute the assignment. You and I can't do it alone. Sometimes we try to fix things, and there's certain things in life that we can fix on our own. Some of you are mechanical. God bless you, because I am not at all. We bought a new thermostat for the, for the uh, east wing of the church this last week, and I thought, this can't be that hard to install. Let me tell you, I'm very glad that Jeff stopped by <laughs> because we had a mess. Um, we installed it, and then even Jeff, who's very technical, all of a sudden the heat's coming on when we got it scheduled for air conditioning. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't do this. Uh, we'd have really problems. We would have burnt the church down, but Jeff got it all figured out, wired it correctly, and got it going. So thank you for using your gifts and talents. Sometimes we can fix things. But sometimes in life we face problems that are much bigger than us. And sometimes we find ourselves in that mess by the choices that we made. And sometimes it's not anything that we did that we find ourselves in a mess. There's biblical examples of this. Their own. When Israel was in the wilderness and out of water, they're going to die if the resource of water is not provided. But they couldn't do that on their own. Feeding 5,000 people with a kid's happy meal. You can't do that on your own. It doesn't work. God has to step in. But the cool thing about God is he wants you to be part of the miracles that he does. He has this incredible heart for partnership. He wants us to be a part. Look look what the scripture says. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They gave what they had back to Jesus. Jesus blessed what they gave him. Jesus gave it back to the disciples and the disciples distributed it. Somewhere in between Jesus' blessing and breaking and the disciples distributing, the miracle happened. But the disciples had to be obedient. One of the passages that it tells the disciples, he tells the disciples, hey, go get everybody to sit down. Well, that seems insignificant. I want to pray, and I want to have fire fall on the altar. That's what I want to do in ministry. Listen, fire falling opportunities come when you serve God faithfully. A miracle was about to happen, but there had to be some organization. They served. Uh, Can you imagine the disciples when they started to distribute this, this fish and bread? Like, they're thinking to themselves, what happens when we run out? You know, they're taking this basket, and they're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And 30 minutes later, the fish and bread is still coming out of that bucket. At some point, that turned into worship. Service turned into worship. Guess what? Our service should turn into worship, church. Sometimes we're like, well, I've got to do it because God's asked me to do it. 
and we go in with, with a, a, just this attitude and this weight and this burden, you're part of somebody's miracle. Come on. Our service ought to generate an opportunity of worship because in the midst of our service, great opportunities can happen through Jesus. But we got to do our part. God's willing to do his. Are we willing to do ours? Jesus wants to partner with you today. Just like we partnered with Emma and with Luke and our other missionary partners. You know, I'm, I'm blown away when I start to think about this. When I first came to the church seven years ago, we were in a board meeting, and, and the board has changed dramatically since then. And they were doing a great job when I came. But we were figuring out life together. And I remember one of the things we did early on, a few months in, Nancy will remember this, she was there. Um, I was like, all right, let's talk about missions. And let's have a goal to bring on two, two missionaries this year. Uh, let's expand our missions giving. And I remember one board member, they're not at our church anymore, so I can say that. Um, it was like, I don't know if we should do this. And it was the one thing that in my heart I just knew I had to do as a pastor. I was like, listen, I don't understand it. I don't know how it goes. But I know this, the blessings of the church flow the blessings through missions. <laughs> and if we, if, we, if we expand our heart in missions, God will expand our heart as a church. That was seven years ago. Today, we're blessing missionaries in incredible ways. This season's been incredible, hasn't it? We gave, we gave a whole bunch to, to the missions team to go to Kenya. They're going to be back. Uh, Paul Nelson will be back with us in the end of October to give us an update on that incredible uh, missions trip and all the cool things that happened. That's going to be great. We were a part of that. We were a part of the miracle. We partnered with Emma today. And, and just this week, Kathy and I, we were talking, I was talking with a few other people, and we, we partnered with another mission. I can't give it away today because it's so good. It's coming in October. It's taking place with this blessing in it. Let's distribute what God is asking us to distribute. Number four, execute the plan. Any good military operation, it comes down to this. You can set the plan in motion, but then you have to execute it. Church, if you want to see miracles take place, then take the opportunities of service God has given you. Listen for the voice of Jesus, for the opportunities, just not to distribute bread and fish, but to distribute hope, love, character, perseverance, and truth. Not just with our words, but with our actions. Service to the king does not mean getting up on the street corner and preaching the word of God, necessarily. It could for, for a few. But it means obedience to the Lord. Show up, be present with Jesus. Be aware of your surroundings and take the opportunities God has given you to serve. Somebody said it in, uh, to me earlier this week, well, pastor, I'm really excited about this September, September 17th thing that our church is such a big part of this, but I, I can't run kids games and I can't go, go, go do nine square or any of that. Come out and just rub shoulders in the community. Walk up and down among those cars and pray in the spirit. See what God would do. Be present, church. Be present. Take advantage of the opportunity for God to do something. Look, I got to believe, we know from the passage of Scripture that Elijah thought that he was by himself at Mount Carmel. But what Scripture tells us is that there were others that believed he just was unaware. 
I got to believe when Elijah stepped up to the plate, there were some men and women praying, God, this is an opportunity. May your spirit be on Elijah. May you do something great in this moment. They're behind the scenes. They're not even written about in the Bible, but I know it was happening. Serving doesn't mean that we have to be on display. Be present in the moment and serve our Lord well. You're looking for some opportunities? I'll give you three really quick. Look for opportunities to serve next Sunday, church breakfast. Show up, be willing to serve. Can I put some stuff on tables? Can I cut up some fruit? Can I just be here to help with cleanup? September 17th, we've already talked about that one. Then October 8th, uh, we've got an opportunity. We're putting together a missions team for a one-day missions trip to City on a Hill. We'll talk more about that next week. Iro's putting that together. Not only was there an opportunity to just serve in, in the kitchen area and to help serve food, but you can go and be a part of the clinic, or you can go, and on this trip, I think we've got some maintenance stuff that needs to be done. So if that's your cup of tea, uh, like Jeff, uh, that would be a great opportunity. I'm not saying that you have to go, by the way. I'm just using you as an example. We're good friends. I can make those kind of things. He won't hate me later. Um, take advantage of the opportunities, guys. Sometimes we pray and we pray and we pray. God, we want to see great things. We want to see, we want to see you change and transform our city. Well, what are we doing with the opportunities that we got? What are you doing with the opportunities God gives you at your workplace, on your campus, or in our community? If you're out and you're a person that walks in the morning and you walk out and somebody, somebody else is walking, say hello. Opportunity. Just see what God would do. Look, a lot of you know we bought a dog last year. He's a part of our family, Skipper. He is the biggest missionary in our family. I'm not joking. Yesterday, uh, we were at the dog park, got to hang out with some people from church, but as I was leaving, there was an individual I had built a relationship over the past year. And as I'm leaving, we're connecting. We're just talking deeper and deeper and deeper, and they have started to ask me questions. I showed up. You got. It's not about opportunities here. I'm already doing this. Maybe you're putting me exactly where I need to be to see you do something great. One last point today, and then we'll close. Worship team, if you want to come back uh, to get ready to close us out. At the end of this crazy day with Jesus and his disciples, now they already started off tired, <laughs> right? They started off tired. They were getting in the boat, going to the other side to get away to take a moment. But when they showed up on the other side, they saw this need and they were moved by compassion. Then all these people were hungry and they fed them. But Jesus understood something. Sometimes we've got to serve when we're tired. But so, there comes a point where we've got to take a moment to recharge and rest. Now listen, this is not a license to be lazy, all right? But you've got to recharge and rest. I believe work hard, play hard, rest well. And I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I've not been great at the last one. But I'm trying. And I'm learning. And I'm learning how to prioritize. And sometimes we do have to say no. We can't be involved in everything. And tomorrow's Labor Day. What a great opportunity to recharge and rest. 
And maybe you got plans tomorrow, and, and if that's what you're supposed to do, then, then, then do that, you know, but maybe you're a married couple and you, you're planning to do all this stuff. Maybe you just need to rethink and just take time to recharge in your relationship with the two of you. Maybe you had all these plans and God's just saying, I just want you to go for a walk and spend some time with me and just recharge your batteries. Breathe for a minute. It's just not about going, 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 going. It's about serving well, working hard, being dedicated, showing up, being present. But then also taking those moments to recharge these batteries so we're ready to go for the next season, for the next thing. Amen? Church, would you do this? I wanna, would you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. And then Robbie's going to lead us. The worship team's going to lead us in one more song. And Robbie will, will pray over our offering and dismiss today. And don't forget in the, in the foyer, go meet Emma and meet Luke. If you haven't met Luke yet, meet those guys. Meet the college students that are with them today. Um, take advantage of the opportunity to build some great relationships. Church, how many believe that God is doing greater things than he's ever done before? I mean, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal what he's doing. And you're a part of the miracles that he wants to do. Lord, I thank you so much for this church family. I thank you, God, that you called us when we were not ready nor prepared, but you, you saw the desire for us to want to be transformed, and you have been working on us diligently throughout the years to prep us for this season that we're walking into. A season of your reign, a season where you're pouring out God, you want to do greater things in our community. You want, to, you want to bring people together. You want to provide healing for people who have been wounded. And Lord, you have called the church to be your arm of grace and love and compassion. Lord, we have opportunities over the next several months here to step up to the plate and to serve well. Lord, I pray that we would take advantage of those opportunities. Lord, help us. Speak to us. Help us to identify the problems, the situations, the challenges, the issues in our life. Help us, God, to look at, look at our resources and just not, not to look and go, look what I don't have and be focused on that, but to be able to go, what has God already put in my hands? What are my gifts? What are my talents? What are my passions that God has given me? Maybe these are the opportunity to see God do something great in and through my all our, on our own the sidelines to walk in this relationship with you and be a part of miracles. So help us to understand our assignment. What are we called to do? What are my responsibilities? What are our responsibilities? And Lord, what are you saying? I've got this part of the plan. I'll take care of this part. Lord, help us to be able to see that, to understand it, to walk faithfully with you. And Lord, once we understand what you've called us to do, help us to execute the plans well in our life. And Lord, when we have been serving when you, when we have had the opportunity like a sponge to be filled up and then wrung out in ministry, Lord, to take the opportunities you give us to recharge and rest, to be filled back up for the next thing you have for us. Lord, it is a privilege and an honor to serve you, to partner in our community to see you do great and mighty things, to see lives changed and transformed for the gospel. Lord, we give you praise, glory, 
and honor today. And God's people said, amen. Before we leave here today, can we do one last thing together? Let's worship one more time. You know, we don't know what this week will bring. I have no idea. We have our own agendas. But you know what? Jesus may come back on Wednesday. This might be our last time to worship together. I'd be okay with that. We don't know what will happen. Somebody in this room, it might be their last Sunday with us. God may call somebody home. I want to worship with you. I want to take advantage this one last time. Let's worship together as a church before we leave here because we don't know what this week will bring. But I do know this. We don't do it alone. We do it together and we do it with Christ. Robbie, would you lead us and then close us in prayer for our offering today? Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Sing it again. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you.
just sing that last part. Let's sing it a cappella. Amen. to bless us so we can be a blessing to others. Lord, I pray that we would put that into practice this week, that your presence would flow through us. God, wherever we go, I pray the atmosphere of that room would change because your presence is with us. God, let your blessing flow God, open up our eyes to see the needs of people around us. And may we be willing to say, yes, God, I'll serve you. I'm going to do it your way. Lord, I thank you for this church and thank you for our pastor. Lord, I pray that you'd continue to bless through him and through each one of us here. You have called us to serve you. And we will do it obediently for your glory and for your honor. God, thank you for this offering, for the opportunity we have to give of our tithes and our offerings to you. Continue to let it flow through us and let it be, make an impact in this community. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>